Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today, we'll be talking about the price action of Bitcoin over the recent weekend, what we're to expect over the week as of today, going forward, and talking a little bit about, obviously, just price action today, being July 4th, an American holiday, and what we can expect. So, first off, I also have a guest speaker on today. We have Pio. Hello. Welcome, my friend. Hey, 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 buddy. Hey. Uh, we'll be definitely getting into a bit of a conversation a little bit later into the meeting. Um, first things first pop our way over here to Bitcoin and see that we have had some recent price action pushing us up from about 19.2 to the current prices of about 19.750, We were playing off of a potential bullish divergence as well as converging wave for the larger bullish divergence that we've set along this bottom, almost such as a fractal of the previous pattern playing into this current pattern. There is some potential for some more upside, but we need to see the momentum continuing to build and climb in these levels. Starting out here on our weekly, we can see that as of yesterday's close, we did close a lower low week. Still no real signs of reversal on this time yet, but we are definitely starting to see the signs. We did get the green dot popping up on this current week as predicted we do start to see wolf packs starting to turn around so some starting potential signs that we're going to potentially bottom here over the next couple weeks and try and either move in for our next lower high or to try and test that resistance of 30,000 before either rejecting or pushing through um, which could also again amount to a lower high so as far as weekly goes, um, starting signs of bottoming, not confirmed. Um, we're very heavy into the red with the money flow. So at the moment, we, you know, we're taking this with a grain of salt. Nothing too serious. No positions being set as per this time frame. Uh, moving ourselves down into the daily and four day, we're starting to see similar, similar things here. Um, a very obvious bullish divergence potentially on daily on these previous two bottoms as well going back to the previous low of 28,000 on May 12th. So definitely some bullish potential here. But as as I said, potential is all it is at the moment. Nothing more. We can see our wolf pack is much more set up here to be pushing back into the green. We see green dot. We see money flow starting to flatline out and kind of turn back up. Um, but again, still very heavy into the red. Um, taking this with a grain of salt, potentially a macro starting entry at this point, somewhere around 1918 uh, would be okay. Nothing more than starting entries. And of course, I should have said this right from the get-go, but of course, anything that is and said with this podcast, guys, is not financial advice. I do not want you just taking trades without consulting your charts, making your own educated decisions. That should be, I shouldn't have to say that, but I'm going to anyway. Um, taking a look down at our 12 hour, again, agreeing with daily, potentially seeing a TC on the next candle or the candle after that. So within uh, 18 hours, sorry, rather within 16 hours, we will more than likely have a TC back up if it is going to continue in the up direction. Again, 12 hour, seeing these divergences a lot more clear. Oh, green dot has been confirmed for 
a full day already. We see Wolfpack trying to turn back into the green. Money flow turning back up. No buy signal at the moment, but again, could come within the next four to 16 hours. So again, backing up the potential for that starting entry on the midterm macro. That's really all we have to see on the 12 hour. And again, going into our six and four hour, um, just essentially more, there's just more timeframes agreeing with the daily and the 12. As long as the momentum continues to push us up, we do have market structure on our side, a four hour, uh, eight hour, six hour have not caught up yet. It looks like we still have bearish market structure, but the fibs have reset to the upside. So those are good signs for us moving forward for sure. Four hour here actually looks quite isolating with strength. I'm actually quite excited to see how this plays out if we actually get volume in, if we can use this as a midterm macro bottom. Um, I would say that then, you know, BART patterning our way back up to potentially towards 28 to 30. It's very much in the cards, but we still have a couple things that we need to finish up. If we're playing into a much larger fractal inverted head and shoulders, um, then more than likely what's going to happen here is we will see rejection probably around 21 or just before 21,000. We would come back down uh, towards market structure line at about 19. And if we find support, then we're more than likely going to see a chance uh, break towards 23 to 25, depending on how we react to that. We'll see if we can get through it or not. Um, if we weren't to bounce uh, from 19, then we're more than likely in trouble and we're going to play out that head and shoulders, which would inevitably take us down towards 16 and a half. So be ready for that if everything turns right the heck back down. Yeah, but really in the midterm, in the short term, from what I can see, um, the hourly is looking a little bit tired here, but still playing against a bunch of bullish divergence. The market structure is on our side. The fib lines have not calculated to the upside, though, as you can see, all the fibs on the hourly are actually below the market structure at the moment. If this were to change, um, it's more than likely going to happen on the next touch of market structure or something close to for a backtest and then continuation. Yeah, I feel like our shorter, shorter time frames are a bit uh, pushed out. Um, coming down into the 20 minute, we can see some bearish divergence money flow back to the downside here. Um, pretty obvious that we're coming back down in the shorter term. But is this going to amount to a higher low and then continuation back to the upside? It kind of feels that way. Yeah. Pio, we were having a bit of a great discussion before uh, we started the meeting today. But if you wanted to kind of carry on with your thoughts about um, what's going on in Europe with Germany right now, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that situation and how it may affect us over here in the crypto space. I think right now, given that it's the 4th of July, happy Independence Day. Thanks for, to Will Smith for killing all those aliens. Um, it's like a continuation really of what we discussed last week. I think we're looking at CPI print in the middle of the month, see where inflation's at, see what the Fed wants to do, see if the, the market gets a signal to kind of bottom out here. And um, I go off a bit for a while, but um, I think we've got a bit of a dumpster fire here over in Europe. Um, it's hard for me to correlate it to crypto, but I think it is just something to be aware of, um, given that things have blow up quite badly over here 10 years ago. Um, but Europe's in a strange place right now. You've got an energy crisis to the degree that, as I posted, I think, um, posted a chart there in outside crypto, German manufacturing 
exports are, you know, basically their balance of payments has gone negative for the first time since 92, I believe. Um, and their economy has been completely crippled by lack of energy uh, because of its industrial base. Um, discussions of quite a lot of bailouts and stuff like this. At the same time, there's quite a big yield, um, big spread between sovereign yields, between kind of core, just Germany and France, and then the, the peripheral countries, uh, more Italy, Greece, uh, and Portugal at the moment are, are quite alarming looking. So all in all, um, the euro is looking really unhealthy versus the dollar and even the Swiss franc. And interest rates are still pretty much, you know, at zero over here when you look at core, you know, ECB lending the bank rate. So, um, yeah, summed up the way I started. It's a bit of a dumpster fire, I'm afraid. That really is too bad. I mean, obviously, if they had moved in different directions, potentially over the last 10 years, you know, this may, the results may be, may have been totally different. Just because they're so reliant on the Russian oil and gas coming in i really right like is that's am i on the right page here as to why this is happening it's that simple this discussion has been happening since the breakup of the soviet union um it was a big part of german unification uh, it's been a big part of the discussion since 2014 since crimea um was invaded by russia and right. um, and it's just this you know absolute toxic relationship Europe has um, and it was always going to come down to this at some point. Signs were there uh, and now it's happened. I guess on the good side, you know, I I was still thinking five or ten years for Europe to finally transition from carbon intensive fuel to more carbon efficient fuel and, you know, this crisis might be a, a great opportunity for Europe to, to really invest in its long-term future because it, it, you know, just look at the map. North Atlantic is very volatile. There's a lot of renewable energy on offer. Um, in fact, and uh, not to go on a complete tangent, I lived in Australia for a while. The Australian capital territory is around 1.2 million people. And after the last financial crisis, the Greens have the power in that state. Now, Australia is a very practical country. I wouldn't say it's ideologically to the right or left, but the Greens and their different kettle of fish and what they did was they invested massively in solar and wind. Um, and they spent a decade copying it from you know, a lot of critics because they were around 5 to 10% above you know, other states in terms of retail electricity price. Mm-hmm. And now everyone around them, <laughs> you know, like Canberra looks like Swahili is to South Africa. When you look at it in the map, it's a very small place. Every other state are, you know, three or 400% more expensive. <laughs> right now for retail electricity. Wow. 10 years. So hopefully um, this crisis we're having in Europe can be an inflection point. But I think in the meantime, there's there's a lot of crisis left. Um, yeah, and there's a, there's a winter ahead of us as well as the summer is over. Right. Brutal. Brutal. So really not good things looking forward with Europe in the shorter midterm. No, I think, and um, not to go into it here, I think Joan is probably far more across it than I, but a lot of it does have to do with the war, um, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the Ukrainians are doing unbelievably well right now. Um, they soaked up a lot of pressure and now they're getting their resources in. And I could have some fancy quote, but I think supply chains win wars. And uh, yeah, a lot of what I'm reading right now is is very positive. Um, you know, it would be 
a terrifying future for Europe. <laughs> you know, if we had Russia bordering um bordering Poland. Um but like that's another thing to look at. Like if something happened in that respect from a an upside perspective, you know. So again, looking for bottoming signals, you know, in real life. Right. Oh, very, very interesting. I appreciate the insight. Um also knowing that like you know the S&P is still closed today until our close so in 4 hours this chart i mean as far as the midterm short term goes 4 hour and 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 below i mean honestly looks quite good you know we can see obviously that magic money chart is saying that money flow is actually going back into the green we have a green dot from the previous close, we have Wolfpack right on the border of the zero line. There's definitely potentially some strength built up in this shorter term, but you know, pretty heavy resistance sitting right above us, right around 4,000 points, and then as well, right around 4,200 points. So I would expect us to see continuation going into tomorrow. How long that's going to last, you know, it's kind of up in the air right now, I would say until we have some more midterm macro signs that we are bottoming and bouncing here because our 12 hour and daily are still are still pointing down pretty aggressively the one thing about this that i do see that is tantalizing here is that money flow has been continuously going up so we're getting less and less and less sell volume as the weeks have been going on this has been this started since may 12th where we technically bottomed in the money flow um, and since then everything has been divergence from that point at least as far as money flow goes so there could be some strength built in, up in that i just i would want to see full follow through and hopefully some volume come in at close today or at least open tomorrow it feels uh it feels like yeah maybe a week of relief maybe leading into more than that maybe into some actual upside strength um do we know when the uh the fed rate hike news comes like are they talk i know they were talking about that this month but like is it coming up in the first week on the sixth or like is it would it be wednesday uh they did it on the sixth i believe last month I believe it's um it's next week next week yeah i believe it's next week so i keep googling trying to find dates for these things but mm -hmm. it usually just gets really noisy in a few days beforehand and you know when it's oh. going to happen but um i believe it's next week and yeah I, you know, I, I read Michael Burry as well saying this correction is only 50% done. To me, that was an incredibly positive thing. And another reason why we could see a bit of relief here because things don't go straight down. Um, and the other thing I think we constantly pick up on because we look at data here is buy the rumor, sell the news. And right now the news is, you know, it's all over. It's a recession, blah, blah, blah. So you know, the markets always takes the opportunity to show two fingers to that well, we've been we've been absolutely talking about that for a while like they only started saying recession you know a couple of weeks ago not a couple of months ago yeah. inflation had... is the same story <laughs> it's just ridiculous like we we were already down 20 plus percent before they started saying recession before everyone started calling you know this major dumpster fire of of a problem out and me personally I just, I don't believe it. You know, I don't think that, I mean, obviously we're, we're partially, you know, in, we've been in recession since we topped out and we started coming down. But does that mean that the recession, you know, continues for the rest of this year? 
and we don't see any relief within that, like I definitely, definitely think that we're much closer to a bottom than we are to a midterm, like top and continuation to the downside. It just, it feels more like some sort of relief somewhere in here or retest of these levels to confirm for sure would be necessary before seeing any of these new major levels broken. Because like as far as S&P goes, the level that's right below us at 36.50, I mean, crucial, crucial uh, support for us on that level. Really like, yeah, going all the way back here to 2009, we've only had one break below it, which was the March 2020 COVID crash. You know, I'm not saying that something similar couldn't happen, where if we were to reject completely off of 39, 4,000, that's probably the next step would be some sort of major correction through that level. Um, if it happened over, let's say, the course of two to three weeks, then uh, it's probably going to play out a pretty much the same way that we saw the first time back in here. And I don't even think it would be as strong as this, to be honest. We can see that the momentum going into this was strong the whole way through, week after week after week, strengthening, building momentum to the downside. Um, we hadn't even touched into the green, into the red money flow at that time, though. And now we're quite heavy into the red, being all the way down here already. There is some potential for some major fall off here. If we were to just get completely rejected, turned around, yada, yada, yada. Um, but at the moment, I mean, we our, our decline has been steadily uh, growing in strength. So if we were to take another leg down, I would imagine that it was it was a full force leg to the downside, um, but it's going to have to be backed up by some sort of something in the uh, in the news space, I would think, something something or other. But until we actually see the rejection and the turning down of everything again, you know, we we don't know. Like green dot might hit, money flow might turn right back up, and if it does, we may have some hopium here. But until it's actually back into the green, as per the S and P weekly chart. You know, I wouldn't put too much merit into that. All of the best TCs come when money flow is in, in the right direction and on the right side of our trade. You know, like if you'd taken the previous green plus triple confirmation that was down at 1930 and money flow did not kick into the red, that was 2016. You could have been in a six year long trade, essentially, just just going off of the money flow. <laughs> And yes, we've had some major setbacks in that, but I mean, they were as just that, setbacks. And continuation came from all those points. So it's just something to keep in mind. You know, money flow is one of your strongest indicators in the indicator of the market liberator by far. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of, you know, we got to see how things open up at close today, how they play into tomorrow um, for now. My idea is that if we were to find strength here, the fact that we're sitting back at $20,000 on Bitcoin um, potentially could be a good thing. We may use that as you know, a concrete floor for bouncing, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, 20K is our major key level um, of support. If we're going to bounce from here, this would be the place to bounce from, if that makes sense, I would think. Yeah, really. Like we're running out of <laughs> we're running out of uh, landing spots and hopium, in my opinion. But the fact that the fear and greed index 
for three months straight has been under 16 or under 20 is just ludicrous to me. Like we, uh, we've never spent this much time just flatlined this low. We've been this low for a long time, but we've, we've had a lot of fluctuation. There's been a lot of volatility usually when we get down into this level. So I don't know how much longer we can just kind of sit and stew without making a major decision here. Every other time that we've seen it do this, like March 2020, blasted off. You know, June, July of last year, what did we do? I believe we blasted off from those levels. We did. So, you know, it, it has potentially marked out the major bottoms and levels. Um, it's just, you know, we could potentially be still playing along this bottom for another couple of weeks, playing out a very similar pattern to what we had in June, July of last year. Funny enough, coming in right around the same time, months wise, you know, one year ago. Um, and we're forming a very similar type of pattern. If we were to go down one more time, it would be right into that potential 18 to 16 and a half region. And from there, you know, uh, we may be able to hold and continue. We're getting a good chance here on daily for a setup, but there's no converging wave. There's no confirmation. We're just going to need to see some things happen. And from there, we can kind of make a decision going forward. I'm trying to recall if there was any other major news over the weekend. I didn't really hear a whole too much, really, um, that was super bad or super bearish or super bullish for that matter. Um, a lot of people on YouTube have been talking about this uh, as a potential bull trap. So I'm wondering if <laughs> if those people are about to get schooled a little bit or if it's actually going to happen. But I, I really don't see what I think they're seeing because, I mean, the only divergences that I'm seeing in the current price action would be bullish. Um, we really don't have any daily bearish divergence in this region. There's no hidden bearish. There's no normal bearish. Um, there was here. We ended up playing that out to the downside. Clearly, this could act as a converging wave. But as you can see, if we TC back up, I would imagine that would be invalidated. And we'd actually start working our way back to the upside to then test the 25K resistance or then somewhere closer to 30. Those are the two levels above us that I'm worrying about right now. 25, 20, and 28 to 30. Um, everything else... Um, we can start paying attention to once we retest those levels and we see what happens from there. As we know, more than likely back to the downside off a of rejection, but it's always good to have the thought in the back of your mind, you know, that that may not happen and we may just continue from here. If S&P were to bounce heavily in this current region of where it is, um, I could definitely see us rallying somewhere, some way back up to market structure takes us to about 32 on daily and or reset market structure and retest some of these other levels that are above it so triple confirmation coin tc has been doing fairly fairly well throughout this whole debacle um the the amount of pooled avax has been building and building um obviously if you guys don't know what i'm talking about tc coin triple confirmation coin our own token to be used to power the triple confirmation bot upon its release in a, in a couple of potentially weeks and or months. Very, very exciting stuff to come. 
If you guys are interested in a fully automated trading bot that isn't going to break your bank and the average person can use, make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com for all the details. We will have updates on the website within the next couple of weeks as well. Once alpha is released and the testing is done, we will be opening up a pre-sale for those guys. So again, if you're interested, check out tripleconfirmation.com. Um, you'll also be able to find both Discord links on the website for Triple Confirmation Discord and the Crypto Yams Discord. So yes, appreciate everyone for making the time today to listen. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.